Greetings. I would like to take you on a short journey. For the next several minutes, we will control all that you hear. We will decide the volume that you listen at. And well, that's pretty much it I suppose. It's not a visual medium. Prepare to enter a place where time is an illusion, and everyone sets their clocks to strange. You are now crossing over into Daylight Savings Time. Order! The court is back in session following a brief recess. Bailiff, please keep the press out of these chambers. I will advise the jury that due to the sensitive nature of this case, following the verdict, you will be escorted from the courthouse. The prosecution will now call its last witness. Your Honor, we call Mr. Henry Burgess to the stand. The waning hours of a trial run amok. The subject of this courtroom calamity is one Mr. Henry Burgess. Because of him, another man is dead. A man by the name of Henry Burgess Number 2. A perfect clone and in every way the same man now deceased. Yet this isn't a trial to determine Henry's guilt, but whether his actions are to be considered murder or suicide. An original and his clone are two halves of the same whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help him God. Mr. Burgess has just been sworn in to Daylight Savings Time. You may sit down, Mr. Burgess. Proceed, Counselor. Thank you, Your Honor. Mr. Burgess, why did you decide to take part in the cloning trial? Well, I was told by the drug company that they needed test subjects. Also, they offered 50 bucks and said I could keep the clone, so I thought, why not? Why not? Why not indeed? Why not just murder Mr. Burgess number two in cold blood? Objection, he's leading the witness. Sustained. Very well. Now, Mr. Burgess, you know what? Your Honor, just to avoid confusion, I'm going to refer to this man as Burgess Classic. I'll allow it. The toxicology report from that evening shows that Burgess Classic was stone cold sober, compounded with the fact that the victim, Burgess number two, was shot 18 times with a six-shot revolver. And this is a textbook crime of passion, a crime of jealousy. Sounds an awful lot like murder to me. Doesn't to you, Burgess Classic? Look, I had that bottle of wine saved for my birthday, a 68 Cabernet, and he drank it all, all of it, I tell you. As your clone, was it not his birthday too? He was grown six months ago. Yes, but when the clone was given to you, did you not sign an affidavit to the effect that he was your proxy in all things? Yes, but... And did he not let the bottle breathe properly prior to its consumption? He did. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. One more time? He did, and he paired it with a braised cut of pork loin cooked in a garlic sauce. Is that what you want to hear? Then the wine was enjoyed as you. Burgess Classic would have it served, and it was savored. But you were still driven to shoot this man on his birthday, out of primal greed. No one has committed suicide out of greed. Clear-cut murder, Your Honor. No further questions. Order, order, or I will clear this chamber. The defense will now cross-examine the witness. 
Mr. Burgess, I'm not going to refer to you as Burgess Classic, Burgess Number One, or OG Burgess for that matter, because you are just Henry Burgess. That name is yours, sir. That identity is yours. And it is yours to do with as you please, wouldn't you say so? Well, I'd like to think that's the case. And if you please to extinguish that existence, that is your given right. Did you practice that right on the evening of August 7th, Mr. Burgess? Yes, I did. The clone had worn out its welcome as well as several pairs of my socks. So I took matters into my own hands. And then your clone was no more. No more. Just like that bottle of sweet Cabernet. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution will have you believe that two men entered the kitchen on that balmy, not-quite-shorts-weather August night. I put it to you that it was one man in that kitchen. One man who, in his complete mental faculty, decided to commit selective suicide. I have in my possession the physical of Mr. Henry Burgess upon completion of the cloning procedure. A perfect genetic match sans a trace enzyme to differentiate the specimen and its clone. It is signed by a clone co-medical doctor in agreement that these were the same man. And just like the tango, your honor, it takes two to murder. No further questions. The jury will now deliberate Court will reconvene once a verdict has been reached. Your Honor, Your Honor, wait a minute. Yes, what is it, Doctor? I'm being called back. The jury is unanimous. It's Mr. Burgess's toxicology report. I knew something looked strange. Well, out with it, Doc. There can't be a judgment without a judge. The screening showed traces of a synthetic enzyme in his blood work. One that would only be there if he were... The clone. Exactly. He killed the original, so what do we do? Well, we do nothing, Doc. People are willing to accept a lot of bad things about their identity, Doc. That their social security numbers are all over the dark web. That their credit scores are bought and sold by the people who are supposed to keep them safe. That virtually any part of who they are can be hijacked at any moment. But they're not ready to accept being easily replaced. And then shot 18 times in a kitchen. You know, as much as I hate to say it, I suppose you have a point. I like the idea of a clone doing the things I don't want to do. I bet half those people in there are clones sent in to get someone out of jury duty. But I don't want to know that laziness has a bad side. Your Honor, we need you. Of course, Bailiff. In a matter of minutes, a verdict will be read and a sentence will be passed on Mr. Henry Burgess, a covert copy of a man now gone. At this moment across the Atlantic Ocean, the Mona Lisa is hanging in the Louvre. Yet many can say to have seen the painting without ever having set foot in France. Are all copies frauds if we choose to believe in them? As long as the Mona Lisa doesn't get shot 18 times in a kitchen, we may never know. Just another question echoing through the forgery that is daylight savings time. The Self-Defense was written by Casey Ellis and stars the voice talents of Ditto Jones, Dame Grant, Jesse Loudon, Matt Keeley, Casey Ellis, Stephen Dion, and Jessica Buchanan. For more information about this show, visit facebook.com slash daylightsavingstimepodcast.